Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me today for this episode of the Loveland Libcast, we are lucky enough to be joined by Aaron and Mark from the Larimer County Office on Aging. I am also lucky enough to be joined by Teddy as my co-host. Welcome to the podcast, Aaron, Mark, and Teddy. Thanks, Daniel. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. Teddy and I are really looking forward to having this discussion. It's always fun to get to know our Larimer County partners better who serve Loveland and serve this county. We thought it was important to chat with you all so folks could get to know the Office on Aging better and so that we could know you all better. So thank you so much for doing this. We'll start off with a question I ask pretty much all of our guests. Just want to know a bit about your backgrounds, whatever you all would like to share about your connection to this region or Colorado. Aaron, we'll just start with you. I moved to Colorado just over five years ago with my wonderful family. We moved from a very, very rural part of western Montana. We didn't even have one stoplight in the entire county. So fun fact for the day. My family all loves the outdoors. We camp and fish and hike. So Colorado has just been an awesome fit. In my professional background, uh, in my previous role in Montana, I worked for a nonprofit that offered similar services and supports that we do here with the Office on Aging. Excellent. Thank you so much. And Mark, how about yourself? Yeah, my wife and I have lived in Colorado for the past 12 years. We have three amazing kids. We had some really good friends of ours who were living in Fort Collins. And my wife and I came out to vacation here one year. And after that vacation, they had said, hey, you should come live out here. And our vacation experience was amazing. So we were just like, yeah, why not? (laughs) And uh, we picked up and moved. Awesome. (laughs) Colorado will do that to you sometimes. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And professionally, I have a bachelor's degree in social work, which I got back in Pennsylvania, and then went on to get my master's degree in social work here in Colorado, and then went on to become a licensed clinical social worker. So I've been a professional social worker for about 26 years now. All right. Teddy is our outreach librarian, my co-host for this. I will turn it over to you for the next question. Thank you both for sharing that. And now... We're wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what your roles are at the Larimer County Office on Aging and for how long you've been at that organization. I've been working at the Larimer County Office on Aging for almost two years now, and I'm the program supervisor for the ADRC, which stands for the Aging and Disability Resource Center. Essentially, overall, the ADRC is a kind of your trusted source of information on the full range of long-term services and support options that are available to them. I am currently the program manager uh, for the Larimer County Office on Aging, or AAA director, as some would call it, because we are our county's area agency on aging. So if you hear that acronym AAA, we are not the ones that fix a tire on the side of the road. We are the area agency on aging. There are 16 actually across Colorado. And I have worked for Larimer County Human Services for just under five years. 
I came on board in this capacity with the Office on Aging in September of last year. You both had mentioned a bit of this in your introductions, hoping to get a little bit more detail on your journey that led you to the Larimer County Office on Aging and what appealed to you about it. Erin, I'll start with you. Okay, great. Well, honestly, my road to the Office on Aging has been a winding journey, um, but it really has prepared me for this dream job. I swear I get up every day and I love going to work. I've worked with older adults for many years now, and I truly, truly, truly have a passion for collaborating with community partners, other departments within human services, and working alongside our amazing staff just to bring the best services to the individuals that need them. Keeping human and human services is really important to me. I love this job and being able to give back to my community. And so really, it is just a perfect, perfect fit for me. And the appealing question, there's so much that is appealing to me. I want to start by just saying that I am truly blessed to work with such a dedicated team that is always striving to really be the best in everything that we do. I have a background, you know, four years with the county before I came with the Office on Aging. I worked on the public benefits side of things. And so that has really allowed me to, you know, share my knowledge and answer questions when they arise and then help staff really direct clients um, to community supports that are appropriate for you know, their unique needs and situations, just because everyone that calls or comes in is so very different, you know, and what they need in their situation. Thank you for that. And Mark, how about yourself? A lot of my experience has been working with the older adult population in various settings. And just prior to working at the Office on Aging for the past 10 years here in Colorado, I was a medical social worker working in hospice, doing end-of-life care. And I think there was a couple of things as I was ending my journey in hospice, things that appealed to me related to the Office on Aging. One was it was an opportunity for me to enter into a leadership role to oversee a team, which was a really good fit for me and something that I wanted to grow in and learn in as a professional. The other thing is really looking at what the Office on Aging provides to the community. I was just, the more research I did about it as I was looking to interview for the position, I was just really amazed at the breadth and the depth of services that we do provide to the community and just, yeah, really wanted to be a part of that. Thank you for sharing that. Could you both tell us a little bit about the mission of the Larimer County Office on Aging and how you all pursue that during your day-to-day duties? Absolutely. Thanks, Teddy. I'm actually going to share our mission just as it is read, and then we'll both Mark and I can get into get into the weeds a little bit about it. The Office on Aging advocates, plans, coordinates, and delivers services for older adults, adults living with disabilities, and caregivers so they may experience their highest quality of life characterized by empowerment, dignity, health, and independence. And so how we pursue that mission in our work and our initiatives to answer that question, honestly, I would say our team is always looking for innovative ways to share information about what services are offered in our region, both internal and with community partners, because really the goal is to keep residents of Larimer County in their homes and community as they age. We collaborate and contract with several quality organizations across the county to offer services that really help people live their best lives. Do you all have a a definition for older adults? Is there an age range that you all are kind of focus on? 
The funding that we get from the Older Americans Act through the feds and the state, an older adult is defined at 60 and above. But in some instances for like grandparents raising grandchildren, that would be 55 and above. So yeah, good question. Following up with that, what sort of services and resources do you all provide to that end? So to give a little bit of history, back in 1965, there was legislation passed that was called the Older Americans Act, where funds were set aside for older adults. As our county's AAA, or Area Agency on Aging, we are what's considered a pass-through agency for state and federal funds that help support programs all across the board. So from home-delivered meals, nutrition education, nutrition counseling, transportation, adult day programs, legal assistance, and even evidence-based health promotion, disease prevention classes. The Office on Aging houses the Aging and Disability Resource Center, as Mark mentioned, and then we have the Ombudsman. Mark will share some more on the ADRC here in a bit, but I wanted to give an overview of what our Ombudsman team does because I'm guessing there are some listeners who maybe have never heard the word. Before about a decade ago, I had never heard the word myself. So (laughs) ombudsman team, they advocate and truly are the voice for residents living in long-term care facilities or assisted living settings. They will respond to concerns or questions from residents and really help them find solutions. We want residents of facilities to know that they have rights just like the rest of us living in Larimer County. So that's really what that ombudsman team does. Mark, was there anything that you wanted to add in, especially what you're directly involved with, perhaps? Yeah, the ADRC, the Aging Disability Resource Center, there's a lot to it in terms of the services that we provide. One of the main things that we provide is information and assistance. And we have a main phone line that people can call into. Anybody in the county even throughout the country, can call into this number. And we provide information and assistance related to the resources that are out there in Larimer County. And that main phone line is 970-498-7750. And we average about 550 calls per month. So we're fairly busy answering questions, providing information, and directing people to appropriate resources. Another thing that we provide in the ADRC is called Options Counseling. And it's a free service where people can call in, dives a little bit deeper into somebody's particular story. And it's really helping individuals process and give guidance as they try to make decisions about long-term services and supports that they want to access. We also provide application assistance to folks, another free service. This is related to either the long-term care Medicaid application or the Medicare Savings Program application. There is a transition services program that we provide, and this is particularly related to somebody who is already residing in a nursing home that already has long-term care Medicaid, and they express the desire to move back out into the community. We also have a number of voucher programs. We have an in-home service voucher program, which is related to like homemaking and personal care services in the home. We have a respite voucher program which provides just a break for caregivers who are caring for family member, loved one, friend that may have Alzheimer's or some type of dementia. We have a chore voucher program for older adults who have difficulty doing some large physical tasks like lawn mowing, snow shoveling, those types of things. We also have a grand family respite voucher, and that's for grandparents and others who are 55 and above that are the primary caregivers uh, for 
a child who is 17 and under. The last piece that I want to mention about the ADRC is that we do have a family caregiver support program. And we have two staff that are dedicated just to focus on caregivers in the community. They lead a powerful tools for caregivers class throughout the year. They lead a stress busting class, all resources to help support caregivers in the home. Wow, that is quite the suite of offerings for sure. You all have a lot of folks who reach out to you to see what kind of assistance or support they could get, or is it people knowing the specific things that you all offer? (laughs) That's a good question. I think it's really a mixture of both. We do have folks that call in and have very specific questions such as, I am in need of a home care agency or a home health agency or a hospice agency, and I just don't know where to start. We also get a lot of calls from adult children who have maybe not seen their parents in a long time, and they notice, wow, there's some changes that have been occurring physically or cognitively. And so they'll reach out to us and say, we want to prepare and help support them to remain in their home as long as possible, but we just don't know where to start. So we can sit down with them and talk with them, hear their story, hear about their situation, and then guide them in the right direction. Ultimately, getting the word out is our goal. We want people to call us before crisis. How can we get everyone thinking about aging? Because from day one, honestly, we're all aging. There's nothing wrong with having a resource guide and being prepared. Mark, in your response, you mentioned that a lot of times folks who have loved ones who are seniors in their lives will reach out to you with questions asking about resources. Are there other methods, other ways that you all figure out what the needs are in the community? Right now, the Office on Aging is working on our four-year plan. We don't want to make a plan for everyone else without hearing from everyone else. So we as the Office on Aging held several community conversations that took place this fall, just a couple months back. We went to Bellevue, Red Feather Lakes, of course, you know, the larger Fort Collins, Loveland, Estes, Berthoud, Wellington, and really sat down with community members. We want to hear what's working well. Uh, Do they know about our services? What services would they need more of? We collaborated with the CSU's public deliberation team. I should have all the combined data with a little bow on it today, actually. So then the real work begins. Are there any facets of your positions that you're particularly proud of or things you enjoy being involved in the most working at the Office on Aging? One of the things that we have really been excited about over this past year, something that we've been able to provide to the community is what we call our social isolation project. One of the things that the pandemic highlighted was the fact that older adults in particular were really struggling with social isolation. It's something that's always been there. But I think the pandemic exacerbated that issue. The Office on Aging, we received CARES funding from the federal government, and we were able to use those funds to help provide some needed support to older adults in the community. We were able to purchase weighted blankets and robotic pets to provide older adults who were experiencing isolation due to the pandemic. So it was really an effort to foster comfort and companionship. We started that program last fall. And we've provided items to, at this time, a little over 150 people in Larimer County. That is so cool to hear that kind of response to something that we all experience, but especially older adults. What a cool way to respond to that. I would say that I am most proud, and this is tough really to narrow it down, 
but I want to give Mark and his team a little bit of kudos. I would say that our annual resource guide is what I am oh so very proud of. Mark and his team work year round to make sure that all the information is kept current. It's so exciting to me when I go into a doctor's office and I see one of our guides there, um, or I was actually part of the delivery team, I got to deliver to one of the local hospitals. And I mean, there were people like at a nurse's station that were doing a little dance. They had just given their last resource guides out and they were so excited to get the new guide. Another wonderful thing that happened this year is we did our first printing in Spanish, which is such an accomplishment. So I just want to say that that's something I'm very proud of. Mark and the ADRC team work so very hard just to make sure that that is a very, very useful piece of information that we get to share across the county. As a library who gets to benefit from all of that hard work, thank you all. And I'm sure, yeah, it is a massive undertaking. And that's so cool, too, that it's now available in Spanish. Are there any upcoming or current events or opportunities that you'd like to share with folks? We're going to release this episode on or around January 6th. So with that timeline in mind, Mark, we'll start with you. Yeah, one of the things that we always like to highlight that is a year-round activity for us is our Power for Tools for Caregivers classes. And those are offered throughout the calendar year. There are nine-week classes specifically for caregivers to just learn how to handle the stress of being a caregiver. It also provides an opportunity for our caregivers that are taking that class to meet and connect with other caregivers that are going through very similar things in their daily lives. So there's a sense of being able to meet folks in those classes and build that support with one another to help them through that process. Thank you for that. And Aaron, are there any things that you would like to share with folks that are upcoming? Well, this is kind of a year-round thing, but I did want to put in a plug that, you know, if anyone would like to volunteer, many of our current providers depend on those volunteers to continue to offer the services from transportation to home-delivered meals. I know that they are always looking for local folks who want to give back to their communities. I actually have delivered Meals on Wheels back in Montana, and it is, yes, the meal is important, but really we go back to that social isolation. And so many people that live alone and have no family, they look forward to that few minutes. And it's just so important. Another opportunity that I just want to mention, the Office on Aging has our funding solicitation. It's currently posted until January 18th. And we are looking for providers willing to contract with us starting for our next state fiscal year, which is July First, So the funding would start July 1st, and we're always looking to build more partnerships. And so just a little plug, if you haven't applied or if you know of an agency or someone that is offering a service that would help older adults maintain their livelihood and stay in their homes, please check it out on the county's purchasing page. So are you referring to like nonprofits as well? We work and contract with mostly nonprofits. We have had one for-profit that we were able to contract transportation, you know, one-way rides for older adults or those with disabilities. But yes, it would be other nonprofit agencies that offer services and supports. In addition to what you've mentioned already, are there any other future or seasonal events or opportunities that folks in Loveland and Larimer County should have on their radar? 
Actually, the Office on Aging has an advisory council, and they have a subcommittee called the Public Policy and Education Committee, and they host an educational forum each spring. This year's event is going to be held in Loveland in April. I don't think the date is 100%, but it will be coming soon and will be posted on our website. We're very excited about that. The advisory council, along with staff here with the Office on Aging, are both very involved in and very excited about May because we get to honor an outstanding volunteer and an outstanding caregiver across the county. The ombudsman team also works very diligently to share about World Elder Abuse Awareness Month in June. They do something every year. And then in October, the ombudsman team honors Residence Rights Month uh, by planning some community outreach. We have an art competition from individuals and residents who live in assisted living or skilled nursing facilities. And that's always exciting as well. Within our agency, it seems like something is always going on or we are always collaborating with community partners to make things happen. Speaking of these wonderful things, you had mentioned the website. Mark had mentioned a phone number that people call. Are there any other ways that folks should utilize to reach out to you, contact you, or just to kind of see what's going on with you all? So yes, Mark shared the phone number, the 970-498-7750, where you will get a friendly voice answering the phone. And then check us out at our Office on Aging website, the larimer.gov forward slash seniors. You can also look us up on our Facebook page. All right. (laughs) We'll include those links in the show notes. So if people go to the details of this episode, they will see that number and a link to the website and a link to the Facebook page. I know that there are other things coming up, but if people get used to checking those websites, reaching out to you all, they can stay on top of the different programs, opportunities, services that you all are offering or get connected to those resources. So I really appreciate you all sharing that information. And finally, we like to end each episode by asking our guests if they have any recommendations for an author or book or other form of media that they enjoy. Mark, how about we start with you? Professionally, I would definitely recommend, it's called Trauma Stewardship by Laura Vandernoot Lipsky. And it really looks at how helping others coming in close routine contact with somebody else's trauma, how that affects us and how we can handle that in a healthy way. And then personally, I recently read a book called The Explicit Gospel by Matt Chandler. It talks about the gospel of Jesus and warning of the dangers of becoming either too individualistic in our understanding of the gospel or too syncretistic. Those both sound very interesting. Thank you for sharing those. And Erin, do you have anything you'd like to share? To narrow it down to some favorites, I've been involved in a few recent Bible studies uh, written by Beth Moore and Jada Edwards. So those would be my two favorite authors right now. And then I have to throw in this caveat. Dr. Seuss is right up there on my list lately, as I have a five-year-old at home who's in kindergarten and she's just learning to read. So how fun these days are with her just looking at, you know, the letters everywhere and sounding things out. And just, it's so fun to see her eyes just glisten as she's learning to read. So we spent a lot of time at the library in the kids section loading up on books. So. All right. Does she have That's a favorite <laughs> Dr. Seuss title? Um, 
I think we're on the green eggs and ham is probably her favorite right now. A classic. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Well, it's always wonderful to hear about young readers discovering their enjoyment and also their enjoyment of libraries. So that's very cool. I want to thank you all for joining me for this episode. Of course, Mark and Aaron from the Larimer County Office on Aging. Thank you both so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're welcome. And Teddy... Thank you so much for being my co-host. It's always great to bring you on to help me with this, and especially when it's an area of your expertise as our outreach librarian. So I want to thank you as well. My pleasure. And my final thank you is to all of you listeners out there for listening to the Loveland Libcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will, of course, talk to you next time on the Loveland Libcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.